With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Jamaica and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. All right, welcome back in. McElroy and Kublik in the morning. We'll get to David Hale here in just a moment. Uh, Alabama-Auburn basketball last night. Clay Smith tweeting into the show at Cole Kublik. Auburn had some momentum at the time of the ejections, question mark. Alabama was on a 9-0 run at the time of the ejections. Yes, I was wrong. I just I don't know anything about the game. It was my fault. I'm sorry. They were up 17. They didn't have any momentum. They were up 17 four minutes before the ejections or whatever. So I understand your point, but I would say that Auburn was still, I'm not saying controlling the game, but still had a comfortable enough lead at that point. So I still think that the ejections infused even more energy in Alabama. So long story short, it benefited Bama. The ejections certainly benefited Bama. I think. All right. The ACC was a topic of conversation throughout the majority of this week for us. A couple of banner schools. Maybe want some different things to happen from a revenue distribution standpoint and potentially looking for a way out. David Hale covers the ACC for ESPN. You can find his work at ESPN.com and an article up now about this situation and just potentially where we are headed next. Where are we headed with Florida State and Clemson specifically, David? What's next for those two schools based on the commentary we've heard from their athletic directors in the last week? Yeah, I think the biggest reason that their athletic directors have been so vocal is because they're not heading anywhere. I mean, this has been uh, status quo and people walking around in circles, conversations, beating topics to death without actually getting anywhere. And there's some real frustration on it. You know, time is of the essence to, to these schools that, you know, as I've talked to, to a few of the, the ADs at bigger schools, I mean, they look at, at the impending revenue gaps and, and and it should be said that those gaps exist today but not to the level that they will be in two or three years when the new tv contracts kick in and we're talking about 30 to 40 million dollars a year uh as a delta between what the acc is making and what the sec or big ten is making and, and those numbers are just staggering in terms of what it means for your day-to-day and what you can do how many you know how much your support staff that you can hire the uh, and lord knows if if the courts go a certain way or or legislature goes a certain way and players are deemed employees and you've got to start paying them that that adds a whole new wrinkle to this and so I, there's there's i don't want to say a level of panic but there is a a ticking clock that says like look this is not sustainable for us over the long term and we can't wait until the house is on fire before we start looking at solutions here we've got to find something out now we've got to have a game plan now and frankly there's just not been a ton of energy behind change or behind at least any sort of uniform idea of what change should look like and i think it's been a real source of frustration for florida state for miami for clemson for north carolina and maybe a few others too what do you think is the i mean what do you what really can Florida State do? I mean, can they honestly do anything at the moment, uh, knowing that they are clearly frustrated? But what can be done about it? Yeah, this is a great question. I think that Michael Alfred's comments to his board of trustees last week, in which he basically said, like, A, this isn't sustainable, and B, we would have to start looking at alternatives. 
Um, I think there was two two things at stake there. One, he was playing to his base a little bit. He's talking to his own fans and making sure that they know he is not sitting on his hands doing nothing. And two, he's sort of sending a warning to other teams around the league, like, we've got to do something and you need to step up. It can't just be me. Um, and, and as public as Alfred's comments were, I, I think they're echoed by a number of other ADs. The question of what can they do is a really good one, though, because, frankly, the answer is not much unless they are interested in getting into a messy, protracted, expensive legal battle. Now, when that's the only alternative left on the on the uh, floor there, I think that's probably what they'll have to do. Um, I think they would really like to find some alternative to that. And I talked to Jim Phillips, the commissioner of the ACC, yesterday, and one of the things that he said that sort of struck me was, I don't think there is a magic bullet here. There's nothing that fixes the revenue gap with one swipe of the pen. There's no one thing. But there might be five or ten things that we can do that chip away at it and at least make a big enough difference to make this survivable. Um, I think one of the things that has certainly been talked about is the revenue distribution model within the ACC, where some of the bigger brands like Clemson and Florida State would like to take a bigger slice of the pie than what, say, Syracuse or Boston College is getting. Um, I think there's really good rationale for why that needs to happen. But, you know, you look at the Big 12 and the way things were with Texas, and uh, it was always sort of a sticking point that Texas got more than everybody else and the, the outsized amount of power. And I think you, you, you do tread on dangerous ground there sometimes. And as uh, an AD of one of the smaller schools said, there's no guarantee that if we do this that these bigger schools still want to stick around anyway. If we can get them an extra 3 or $5 million a year, is that enough to keep them happy? I'm not sure that it is. So what's the point in doing all this in the first place? Which is a great point. David Hale of ESPN joining us on the Bud Light Hotline covers – uh, the ACC for ESPN article up now on ESPN.com that you can go read just as to where the ACC may be headed from a revenue distribution or membership standpoint. Florida State has uh, gotten their graphics department involved, uh, tweeting out graphics of their uh, average viewership, uh, which you guys add that tweet to your article as well. So that, that they're making really – they're not hiding the fact of where they're headed with this. We questioned yesterday, David, where some of the numbers came from uh, when we heard the Florida State Athletic Director discussing like what percentage of the media rights they hold or they're responsible for, is that just is that just eyeballs for football games? How do you even come up with some of the numbers of you know we we're responsible for eighteen percent and Clemson's responsible for twenty two percent, whatever that was? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, Michael Alford, on his second day on the job as AD, hired a consulting firm whose sole job was to figure out what the value of Florida State was as a brand. Now, as you can imagine, when you task someone with that job, uh, you can find parameters to dictate almost anything. That is an impossible question to answer. On the other hand, it is a question that you can probably reverse engineer whatever answer you want. And so as I talked to other ADs about this, I, there were several that said, like, yeah, we get his larger point. We agree with what they're saying. Um, those numbers don't add up to us. But, look, you look at what the Big 12 uh, lost in terms of media value with Oklahoma and Texas leaving, and I don't know that those numbers are necessarily completely out of whack. If you said, take Clemson and Florida State out of the ACC, what percentage of viewership value, brand recognition, whatever you want to, however you want to define it, take that away from the ACC, and what is that worth? My guess is you are probably getting somewhere in the neighborhood, if you add those two together, about 25% of the league's value. That wouldn't shock me. 
Now, exactly where those particulars are, I find stuff like ratings to be a really difficult and not particularly useful metric. I mean, a lot of that has to do with, like, you know, Florida State played LSU on a Sunday night as the only game in town on ABC. Like, yeah, that's going to get some ratings. It's going to be a little different than what uh, another school might be getting by playing a, a league game on a crowded Saturday afternoon. So some of those things, I, I, I find the metrics to be not particularly useful. But I think the larger point that there are bigger brands and there are smaller brands here um, is, is you know, largely, at least at its heart, factually correct. What about some of the other teams? Like we're obviously talking a lot about Clemson. We're obviously talking a lot about about Florida State. All that's understood. But where where does Miami sit in all this? Where does North Carolina sit in all this? I mean, there are obviously some very valuable brands in the ACC, and I've been told by people that I trust that the Big Ten is looking to get along the Eastern Seaboard. Uh, they really, yeah. and that includes all the way down to Florida, which would include a potential Florida State situation. So help me understand what is going on with some of the other schools that we haven't talked about just yet. Yeah, so this is a really good point. And as one AD pointed out to me as we talked about this, it's one thing to say we're going to challenge the grant of rights. That's a huge mountain to try to climb. But before you can even start climbing that, you've got to have an invitation from somewhere else. You have to have another league that says, we want you. And frankly, you have to have either the SEC or Big Ten say that, because otherwise it really doesn't matter. So how do you get an invitation from one of those leagues when you don't even know that you will have access to your media rights for the next, at this point, 13 years? That's a big question on, on one hand. The other question, I think, and one of the huge dominoes that I think will we'll set up what the future looks like is, who is the next commissioner of the Big Ten? Because right now I think the SEC is less motivated to try to grow, and certainly to try and grow within the Southeast, which it already really has ownership of. The the Big Ten has a lot more of a vested interest, as you noted, in growing down the eastern seaboard from North Carolina, Virginia maybe. Georgia Tech is a good academic fit there and gets you into Atlanta. Florida State has been really working to upgrade its academic uh, image. Their new president is from Harvard. I mean, they've got, they're building towards that. And of course, Miami is a research university. So these schools would benefit a lot by having the Big Ten as, as a chief bidder in this, as somebody who would genuinely have a desire to add teams. You know, I think it'll be interesting to see how it plays out because I think you're right. There is some real interest from the Big Ten. I think Kevin Warren more than signaled that, but it's not Kevin Warren anymore. And I think there are also some folks within the Big Ten that says, let's slow pedal this. We don't need to grow tomorrow. Uh, and and so, I, th- again, it, it's not just about where we finish. It's the timeline on how we get there. And I think the aggressiveness of the Big Ten will say a lot about what that timeline looks like. All right, David, finally for me, you mentioned uh, a potential legal battle uh, early in our conversation. And we've heard uh, other people discussing this saying you, know, you, you would have to go to a courtroom most likely to be able to come to sort of some sort of resolution with somebody actually leaving the conference. Um if that were to happen and if that were to take place, it, what, what's to say that, that Florida State and or Clemson could win and leave? Like you signed the contracts, <laughs> like you, you, right. you agreed to the terms. I, I, just, I, I guess I'm wondering, like, what legal footing do they think they could stand on to actually have someone say, oh, yeah, you know what? You're right. You, you guys should be able to walk. 
Uh, yeah. So I, again, I don't, I'm not a lawyer and I have no chance of a- answering that question with any sort of real authority other than to tell you what I have heard from folks. And that is that they have had, the, so the actual document, the grant of rights is, is stored in Greensboro in the home office for the ACC. Uh, this is for very specific reasons so that nobody can FOIA it and get a copy of it and look over it. It is sort of held under lights like the Coke secret recipe. They've had teams of lawyers from a number of different schools at headquarters reviewing the document, which I'm sure has to be not awkward at all. Uh, but this is that's what's happening. I have been told, like, we have found some or lawyers have come up with some, quote, compelling potential arguments, but nothing that, that is a magic bullet, no obvious loophole that, that is an out. Um, you know, I, I think maybe you could get into – some sort of legal argument that if it is this this contract is essentially a death uh, a death notice for us that there's no way we can sustain as a as a business model under this contract you have to let us out of it I don't know if there's a legal argument for that but you're right I mean look look at where Texas and Oklahoma are right they only had four years left on their deal they had to wait out three of them and then pay a hundred million dollars to get out of the last one when everybody was already ready to move on. That's not going to happen in the ACC. There's 13 more years, and this is life or death for the league. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. There, there may not be an obvious answer. I don't think there is an obvious answer. There not, may not be any answer. And frankly, if it happens uh, and Florida State or somebody else goes to court and attempts to get out of this kind of rights, it's going to be very ugly and uh, I don't. Again, I don't think anybody wants it to get to that point. Everybody would like to find some off ramp, but right now <laughs> they're speeding down a highway towards this eventuality, and I'm not sure where the off ramps are. David, great stuff, man. Really appreciate the time. Um, gave us good insight as to where this thing could potentially be headed. We'll keep uh, keep in touch with you and uh, have you back soon. Thank you. Good talking to you guys. David Hale of ESPN joining us on the Bud Light Hotline, carefully brewed with a clean, crisp taste when there's fun. Bud Light is there. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll attach that article, the link to it, from the Mac and Cube Twitter feed. And it's a lot. There's a lot in it. There's a lot to go through just as to where this thing could potentially be moving, GMAC. No doubt. Could be moving around town or you could be moving across the country. You need to trust our friends at Crocker Moving Service. They're a local company owned by an Iraq War veteran, Eric Crocker. Crocker believes in hiring movers you can trust, complete full background checks, and run drug tests on every single employee. These are good guys. You can trust them in your home. Well, you need your whole home packed to move your company headquarters moved across the country or you just need them to come rearrange the living room. These guys got you covered. They also do deliveries for furniture that you purchase need to get to your home. So call or visit them online today for a free quote. The website is crockermovingservices.com. That's CrockerMovingServices.com. Support your veterans by choosing Crocker Moving Services for your next move. All right. There was one thing that you brought up and David kind of countered about this potential ACC shift with some other conference involvement. I want to discuss that and potentially where that part could be headed. We'll take your calls. 800-239-9569. You want to get in? What's next for Florida State? What's next for Clemson? Is it the SEC? Is it the Big Ten? Are we closer to the big two? We'll discuss that next right here. I'm McElroy and Kublik in the morning.
With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Jamaica and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. All right, welcome back here. Macro and Cubic in the morning, 8.20 a.m. Thursday, March the 2nd, right here on Jocks 94.5. Talking ACC, you want to get in, 800-239-9569. What do you think is next for the Atlantic Coast Conference? Florida State trying to flush their problems mm. down the toilet. Uh, so, in an effort to do that, they ought to call our friends at Benjamin Franklin Plumbing. They're the very best. When it comes to being respectful of your time, they have multiple master plumbers on staff and there are no extra fees for after hours, holidays or weekend service appointments. These guys will be there when they tell you they're going to be there. They recognize that your time is money. They're going to give you a window. If they arrive outside the window, guess what? You get paid. That's the type of respect and peace of mind I need from my plumber and Benjamin Franklin plumbing, the punctual plumber, they're the only ones that can certainly back it up with a 100% guarantee. So trust your plumber 205-982-7775 running a special right now to get $250 off any water heater purchase and installed through Benjamin Franklin plumbing. So give them a shout. The punctual plumber 205-982-7775. It's Benjamin Franklin plumbing. 982-7775. All right, as David Hale stated, uh, you know, he's he's not an attorney. Uh, neither are we. And I don't even know if it would help if we got our boy Whitney Polson back in here to discuss this. We would probably need someone who specializes in contract law. But my question to him about what legal ground do you believe Florida State or Clemson would have to stand on to be able to get out of this deal? Do, do you see that as feasible or possible down the road if that's what they wanted to attempt? Yeah. I mean, I think they can do it. Maybe I'm naive. Maybe I'm dumb. I've been called both. And worse. And worse. And on Twitter, especially worse. But I don't care. Uh, nor should you. Uh, the other thing <laughs> about about where they're at, though, like I'm, I don't see how you can stop teams from doing anything they want anymore. Like, okay. From the yeah. NCAA perspective, I get that, Greg, but this this is a little bit different. And I get it. I, no, it's a grant or rights deal. Like, it's not easy, but I mean. That, cause it, cause let's just, I mean, hypothetically, if this applies, then why can't Joe Burrow just say, I'm, I want out? What do you mean, I want out? I, I don't want to play for the Bengals anymore. Oh. We're talking, we're talking contracts. Like, these, Correct. T- these schools have signed the contracts to be a part of this league. Yes. And I don't feel like their brands have grown exponentially since when they signed the contracts. 
It's like Florida State's been knocking down undefeated seasons the last couple of years. Yeah, you got more eyeballs because you've been relevant a little bit longer than some of those other schools. Sure. But could the ACC not counter it? Yeah, Clemson, we can remember when you were winning seven to nine games a year. You weren't complaining about being in the league then. Cool, you're on a really good run. Thanks for helping. But that doesn't mean you just get to walk away because you like yourself a lot more right now. No, but I think the world has changed. I think that they are more desirable in the eyes of, you know. Anyone, everyone. Anyone I agree else. with that. Yeah, but I also sure. think, too, like with where the SEC and the Big Ten have ultimately gotten, I mean, you are you are collecting on a deal that is archaic. I mean, it's painfully bad. So I think now, I mean, look, is there some red tape? Sure. Uh, will there be lawsuits filed? Probably. Do I ultimately think the ACC can do anything if Florida State wants to leave? No. You can't force someone to do something you don't want them to do. Like, you just can't. Like, if I have you under contract to come, you know, build my house, Cole, and like you say, yeah, you know what? I really don't feel like building. I would say, okay, well, that's breach of contract. Fine. But like, I can't get you to come build my house. Like, ultimately, I cannot force you to get off your behind and come lay bricks. But if we signed a contract to the, to do that, then I'm contractually obligated to do it, in which these schools are to do that within the Atlantic Coast Conference right now. Yeah, you're contractually obligated. doesn't mean you're going to do it. You, guess what? You won't get paid. It probably cost you more if you decided not to do it, honestly. And but you just won't get paid. So they say, I'm out. All right, fine. You get no money, and you're going to pay us a penalty. Fine, we'll settle on the penalty. But we're going to get money elsewhere. It's just interesting that uh, there's a part of it, and listen, maybe I'm just viewing this from the wrong lens here. There's a part of it to me that that seems to be just steep in petulance, that this is the epitome of life ain't fair for Clemson and Florida State. Like, buddy, you signed up for this, man. Like, I... It kind of goes back to what I always say about college football. The people who have the, all, all that feel sorry for these players, it's like poor player. I like, got to have more. Like nobody's making you go play college football, man. Like that's, that's that's a gift that you've been able to go out and do. Like nobody made you sign this contract. Like nobody made you become a part of the ACC. And now all of a sudden you feel like you're too good for it. Which in reality, I don't know. It's not even that they feel like they're too good for it. It's just jealousy that they see, like you said what the SEC and what the Big Ten are doing and what they're going to be handing over financially. Correct. And now it's me, 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 gimme, 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 I want mine. Yeah. Which, from a brand perspective, there's part of it. I'm not going to completely deny it and say that there's not some reality to that. Sure. But that doesn't mean that all of a sudden you just get to negate everything that you've signed up for and are contractually obligated to and say we should be able to walk. It just doesn't work that way. I mean, a guy making three hundred fifty grand in Major League Baseball who goes out and hits 40 home runs the next year, he can't just say, well, I know you got me for another three years, man, but <laughs> I deserve more. Like, not going to play. All right, cool. Sit out. It's going to cost you whatever thousand a day, 20, 50, 100, whatever it costs for you to just not show up and not play. All right. I just, I, I the legal portion of this, I just it, it's amazing to me that these schools or one of these two schools actually believes that that could be a path of victory for them without having to pay a large ransom to be able to get out of it. And I'm talking, I'm talking a lot bigger than what Texas and Oklahoma just paid. Yeah, 120 million, isn't that what they said? Good luck. 
I'm not saying that you can just come up with the money, but if, if the difference is that you're going to make by aligning yourself with the sec or the big, the uh, big 10, if the difference is like 40 million a year, guess what? You can make it up in three years. Like, okay. Yeah. It's going to stink for three years, but all right, we'll survive. You make it up so quickly, but you have to have that thing that Dave described. You got to have that invitation. Sure. You can't just go out and say, hey, yeah, we're going to... We want to be somewhere else. It's like, I want to be single. And like, I've, I, you know, I, you get divorced and then you don't have any other options and you get on the app and everyone swipes left on you. Like, it's a tough spot to be in. One would imagine. But you better know that you're upgrading. Like, everyone wants to fire the coordinator, right? Well, guess what? You fire the coordinator and everyone else says no. It's, it's not a great situation to be in. So I think that that's something that you got to monitor very closely. Like it's easy for Clemson and Florida state right now to say, yep, we're very unhappy with our situation, but they're not going to do Jack unless they know for certain they have a destination upon leaving the ACC. It's going to have to be a good one and a sweet one financially. David states in the article, league's agreement with its member schools requires an exit fee equal to three times annual revenue or about $120 million, like you said. Uh, but the grant of rights could potentially prevent a team from earning TV revenue or possibly even broadcasting its games until the agreement expires. ACC schools have 13 years remaining on their deal. So when he said that it could get ugly, there are some of the potential loopholes that he's discussing as to where the ACC could go legally to try to make this extremely difficult on one or two or more teams who are potentially trying to get out. And then I loved his counterpoint there, Greg, of uh, an ACC athletic director of which the school he would not share, essentially saying, all right, so what? let's say we bend the rules here a little bit. Let's say we pony up to make these two schools happy, an extra $3 million, an extra $7 million a year, whatever it is. Is that really going to be enough? They might be happy this year. They're going to happy two years from now. I don't know. Four years from now. Probably, probably not. not. Yeah, probably not. So I asked this question, 800-239-9569. You can tweet in at Mac and Cube. I want to ask you to this right now. It's a long way away. We have no idea, but I will say this. You are on the front of even bringing the big 10 into this discussion. There are a lot of other people that just assume Florida state and Clemson both want out and they're both going to end up in the ACC. It's going to be five years and SEC. this is what's going to happen. Whatever SEC. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So there are a lot of people just assume that and believe that that's what's going to happen. Don't assume. Where does this end? Right now. Project it out. Don't assume. <laughs> I'm just telling you, do not assume. Uh, I think if if expansion happens and those guys ultimately jump ship, they'll be in the Big Ten. Those two. Yeah. And would that be the end of the ACC with maybe other schools going to other conferences? Perhaps. But I, I think, look, Florida is going to dig in on Florida state being included into the league. Don't want them. Don't want them. South Carolina is going to dig in hard. It's not like Texas and Texas A&M. All right. Like you're adding Texas, which is ridiculously profitable, like ridiculously from a brand standpoint, far larger than that of Clemson, like far larger. Clemson's great. And maybe not far larger, but larger than Florida state significantly larger. Yes. So Florida state, to me, they're a, a solid, like we've talked about, a very solid program, a very solid brand to add. 
but the desire for the Big Ten to get into Florida is greater than that, and the benefits that the Big Ten could get by adding Florida State would far ex- would extend far beyond what the SEC would get by adding Florida State. Like the Big Ten, if they're going to go, like Big Ten ain't stopping. So it's going to be, if I'm them, North Carolina in, Florida State in, Clemson in, and probably one of the Virginia schools. Probably Virginia, UVA. Those would be the four schools that I would go after right now if I were the Big Ten. I I feel like we are mid two thousands NBA right now, and if you want to if you want to be great and you want to win, and I'm talking about collectively, you better be teaming up. You better start figuring out ways to come up with a superpower. Yeah. And if I'm the ACC, if I'm the Big Twelve, if I'm the Pac twelve, if I'm the Sun Belt, if I'm the American, if I'm Conference, I, I would I would be having calls with everyone. Yeah. What can we do to form some sort of a superpower just to be able to hold off or maybe hold on even longer? Because that's been the problem with this for a long time. There's so many people that are just holding on for dear life, and they're not even necessarily doing what's for the greater good long term. It's just, and, and I get it. I understand why. I mean, that's big chunks of cash that you're holding on to. Right. I mean, you've got a death grip on a on a pretty large safe, so it's understandable that you wouldn't want to let it go. But at some point in time, there's going to have to be a come to Jesus with a lot of these schools that says, okay, what's going to be best for us 20 years, 50 years, 100 years from now, as opposed to two years from now? Yeah. And they're going to have to all sit back and say, we're, at some point in time, your grip strength fails, and that's going to be gone. We've got to find something new to hold on to, or maybe even something that we go build on our own that can be sustainable and profitable and real and we're not just going to have people cherry picking. We're not going to have people walking away. We're not going to have people looking. And this is something that can be successful for a long period of time. I don't know when that day will be. I don't know if that will be five years from now, if it'll be 55 years from now. I, I, I don't know. But I do know, just based on these conversations that we're hearing and these statements that we're hearing out of Clemson, South Carolina, and out of Tallahassee, Florida, that this is over. Like, I can go ahead and tell you right now, this is over. There's not going to be an ACC as we know it right now in 10 years. It's not going to be there. Probably not in five, to be honest with you. So it's done. So if it's me, take the Brett Yormark approach and say, we got to get what we can get now. Let's do what's best for us immediately. And let's start to build towards the future. Now, there will be people that look at 13 years left on that deal, Greg, and say, well, no, you've got 13 years left. You hold on to what you got. But reality is there's there's going to be a way that these teams find out that they can move on and then you're in a boatload of trouble yeah well i I, mean, I think the acc is already in a boatload of trouble because of their television deal i mean their television deal is just god awful I, mean, I don't know how else to describe it's it. incredible how people celebrated it when they got it too oh we got when, on when that they, when they got it people they it was it was celebrated as to how wonderful it was and it's amazing to just look at it now as Everybody says you you got you got to figure something else out. I mean, it's awful. I mean, I but I don't know who celebrated then. Like, you get locked down for fifteen years in an ever changing market. Like, pfft, you can have it. Like, <laughs> I know I didn't celebrate it. You signed anything for like fifteen years? Good luck. Good luck. Long time. T in Calera wants to talk Florida State Clemson. Welcome into the show, T. Hey, how you doing, fellas? Great. Hey, I'm uh, say, I'm gonna say something, and I'm uh, I want to get your guys' opinion. I can't speak for Florida State, but I'm willing to bet you guys a steak dinner that uh, Clemson will not, and I repeat, will not come to the SEC. 
Thanks for the call, T. Um, as McElroy stated a moment ago, and there there are certain schools in in this league, and when I say this league, I, I reference the Southeastern Conference that that I have always heard and I have always been told will fight till their death to keep another school from coming into the league. And I think that two of them are the two, two of the three or four that I've heard are, are two that, that Greg mentioned earlier. And, and South Carolina fighting to keep Clemson out is one that I have always been told, that they will do whatever it takes, go to the end of the line to keep that from happening. 100%. So. 100%. Because in the state of South Carolina, there are 5 million people. Like people say, well, Texas A&M couldn't stop Texas from getting in. There's 350 Division One prospects every year in the state of Texas. Like, there's I plenty. Feel like there's 351 football teams. Guess what? There's plenty team. to go around. That's just Dallas. Like, That's just the Dallas area. <laughs> there's plenty to go around in the great state of Texas. But I do think it would be harder for Florida to keep Florida State out. But I think they would also look at Florida State and say, well, are we really getting much by adding them? Like, are they bringing, say, for instance, seventy million dollars as the distribution for the new SEC? Are they bringing $70 million worth? Because if they're not bringing $70 million worth, are we getting anything out of it? Is Clemson bringing $70 million worth? The answer is no. Like, just being completely honest, the answer is no. Texas, absolutely. Lock of the year. Oklahoma, you better believe it, especially with all their additional sports in addition to football. But I don't know about Clemson and Florida State. It's not a, it's not a knock on them. It's just not many schools can move the needle like that. And by the way, most of the SEC schools currently can't move the needle like that. Not even close. But the SEC schools are already established. And I think if the SEC were really wanting to expand, you'd want to get to North Carolina. You'd want to get into Virginia. Those would be the places where they would expand. Whereas the Big Ten, they don't have anything on the East Coast. No, they got Maryland. Okay. They got Rutgers. Cool. Awesome. Might be. Couple there. But if they can get to Florida, you know some how huge that say, is. Some people say you were just you were accurate on the front end of that. But. You know how huge. You know how huge it would be for CBS and NBC and Fox to capture a little bit of the Eastern Seaboard. You know how huge that would be, especially for Fox. Think about Fox for a second. All right, do you think Fox's team, Fox's premier game, starts at what time? Big noon kickoff. I've huge been told noon. All right. Well, a handful of their teams are in Central Time Zone. No, and now they're talking about 11 o'clock kickoffs. And guess what? Fox is located where? Los Angeles, California. Can Fox put either one of their two teams in their own backyard on big noon kickoff? USC and UCLA? The answer is no. Could, but you're asking a lot. No. So you think early. you realize how fired up Fox would be about the possibility of adding a Florida State and Clemson to their Big Ten arsenal? Oh my gosh, they'd Relevant be over teams the moon. In the Eastern time zone. Yeah. They would be it's... over the moon. So that is significant. And they're the ones that are ultimately pulling the strings at the Big Ten right now, whether you want to admit that or not. A couple of folks tweeting into the show at Mac and Cube. You can always tweet in there. Brought to you by Royal Buick GMC. Uh, Royal Payne, by the way, tweets in SEC needs UNC and Vatek and or Virginia to grow the pie. Clemson doesn't grow the pie at all. Florida State debatable because Florida is such a massive market. Also, why isn't the Big 12 jumping on Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, and Colorado? Seems so obvious. I'm uh, you. Second part of that, yeah, agree. We've, we've talked about the Big 12 and the potential teams that they could go get, and those were definitely some that we mentioned, especially now having BYU. Utah just feels way too easy. Yes. Um, yes. And then, actually, 
you know, there's other teams that you could put in there from kind of a rivalry perspective and be able to make that happen. Um, e. Robinson tweets in, I'm emoji 100 underscore percent with you at Cole Cubic, but guys are actually doing that all the time. I want more money, and teams keep buckling and giving more money under contract. Um, other part of that, though, that I just laid out is where I think the ACC could dig in. It would be ugly. It could get dirty. It could get messy, but they could dig in. Imagine a league being able to say, okay, cool, go, but you're not on television for 13 more years. It would be tough to be a problem, problem for the Big Ten to say, oh, yeah, come on. We can just tell people we have you. They can't see you, but and it's going to cost our other team in our league a game to be on TV, but, yeah, sure, come on down. I don't think it gets to that point, but it's it's there, and there are other ways that they could counter. Zach and Hoover wants to chime in. Welcome into the show, Zach. Yes, sir. Um, Matt, I've never looked outside the box. I agree with what you are saying about the Big Ten. I hate to hear it as a Florida State fan, though. But the why I think it'd be Texas you guys. Team, you guys might. You guys might roll. I, we, <laughs> I think we, it'd be a great now. setup for y'all. Maybe I just I just always I'm an SEC fan, so. I, I like him in the SEC. Um, but um, comparing them to Texas A&M and Texas, not wanting them in, Texas A&M not wanting Texas in, I feel like why would it be the same for Florida and Florida State or Clemson and South Carolina? Because it's kind of like Texas A&M was the little brother to Texas, and they didn't want to play them. And, but it's not really the same with Florida, Florida State. Or, and South Carolina is definitely the little brother to, uh, to Clemson. So, no, I can see that one. But the Florida-Florida State one. Well, I think it's not even so much that Florida would really fight. Uh, I just think the Big Ten would fight harder to get them. Outside of the academics, right? Like, Take the academic equation out of it, which to me is a stupid and egotistical equation. I'm not saying it doesn't matter. I get that it matters. Fine. Whatever. Now that we off our high horse for a moment, perfect. Uh Florida State is far more valuable to the Big Ten than they are to the SEC. So I think that Florida would obviously fight it. They would definitely fight it, but I don't think they'd go down swinging. Like I just think the Big Ten would probably just say, hey, man, you're way more important to us than you are to them. Why won't you just come play in the Big Ten? I, that's how I see it, but what do I, I know? I could see that easily. No, and I, I, again, I hate to hear that, but I can see that easily. Uh, I appreciate it. It'd be a great situation exactly. for Florida State. I mean, Florida State has long been a program that it's, I mean, they have pockets, but they're not as deep as some others, right? Not as deep as Florida's even. Um, Florida State has had some financial challenges uh, with certain, you know, getting stuff built, getting stuff not. I mean, obviously you're in uh, a city, which is the capital. So it does have some additional, you know, challenges to that. But um, Florida State hasn't exactly, you know, they're not exactly like dropping hundred dollar bills out of their pockets right and left. So it's it'll be I think Big Ten would be a huge move for them. It would shake things up significantly and they would be set up for immediate success. Immediate success. I tell you another place that's been set up for immediate and long term success, that's Bill Smith, Buick GMC. They have been serving Alabama and the Southeast for 67 years, atop the industry for 67 years. All you got to do is just go check out their inventory. I mean, it's off the charts good, and it's going to continue to stay good because they're GMC's dealer of the year. There's 1,800 
GMC dealers, and Bill Smith is number one. It's unbelievable. They've been named national champ not once, but twice, two consecutive years, and it's because of deals like this. Like right now, you can go get yourself a 2023 GMC Sierra 1500 with the SLT. This thing's got the 6.2 liter Ecotec V8, got the Premium Plus, got the preferred package, 70575 is the list price. But when you apply all the rebates and everything, you can get it for 62200 That's over 8000 off of the list price. And you can go get it right now. If you take the short drive up to Coleman, go see Andy Cole and Jonathan Yeager, or you can shop online, have it delivered right to your driveway at Bill Smith Buick, GMC.com. Very interesting question coming into the show from MT4AU. What does Notre Dame do if the ACC falls apart? We will answer that question on the other side next, right here on McElroy and Kublik in the morning. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Jamaica and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Let's get into season four, episode three, Facade. People get picked on. I got picked on. But Scabby Abby, Scabby, the whole school yeah, just I hurt see. me. I felt like it wasn't real. If I may, I want to defend the storytellers. The people who created the show wanted you to feel like these people were the worst people ever. They pretty much said the whole school of Smallville High are bad people. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. All right, welcome back in. McElroy and Kublik in the morning. It is 8.49 a.m. Thursday, March 2nd, right here on Jocks 94.5. Great question coming in from MT4AU at MTOD4AU75. What does Notre Dame do if the ACC falls apart? My immediate thought is Notre Dame's never going to have problems scheduling anybody. It's, yeah, uh, they, they've got they've got the network with multiple networks ready to back them up. I mean, they have one now. That deal's coming to an end soon. That'll be ramped up in a major way. Easy. Other networks would love to have other Notre Dame games. Oh yeah, and from a non-conference perspective, like you don't think not only the schools and the conferences, say Alabama, Auburn, Tennessee, Florida, and the SEC, but you don't think ESPN is going to be behind that? Um, I'll just tell you this. Uh, Notre Dame, I think it'd be very beneficial for Notre Dame to strongly consider abandoning their scheduling deal with the ACC uh, at some point. Not saying it needs to be down the road. Florida State and Clemson would like that because they're, well, just devalues their situation even more. Well, I just think, I think that Notre Dame needs to strongly consider having some type of scheduling alignment with the SEC. I think it's going to happen. Uh, I think at some point they're probably going to have some type of scheduling agreement with the Big Ten as well. So you would essentially have Big Ten and SEC games. Eight of your 12 games would be Big Ten and SEC. And then you have some rotation of four others. Obviously, Stanford, 
would be in the mix. SC would be a part of your Big Ten. Navy would be one that would be highly important uh, given what they've done in the past. And then your run-of-the-mill non-conference. Uh, so you basically have 10 games scheduled every year. Uh, then you just essentially have to add two. Add a couple of ACC have no schools. problem doing. No problem whatsoever. It could be like this year and have Tennessee State on the schedule. I think it'd be really smart for them, though, because their contract is going to be even more valuable if you replace the ACC alignment with the SEC and or the Big Ten. So I think they are costing themselves a whole heap of money. There are a lot of natural Big Ten games there for them as well. You could bring the Michigan game back, which a lot of people would still love to see annually. Obviously, USC is going to be there. That's now a Big Ten game. So, And then, of course, there are just a lot of other Big Ten schools that they've played over the years and had competitive, fun, interesting games that are going to bring eyeballs, especially when you think about the geography of the, the core of the Big Ten. I know it's expanded a lot, but that core geography of the Big Ten, very valuable for Notre Dame, a lot of Notre Dame fans in those areas, which there are Notre Dame fans everywhere. So um, I see it in a very similar fashion to you, but it's, just, it's interesting to think about that um, that would become easier for Notre Dame if the ACC crumbled or began to, I guess, lose its footing and they could find a way to say, you know what, we're just going to go do something else and go do this. Uh, there is no other place that you should go if you're looking for the LASIK procedure. It's Michelson Laser Vision. It's where I went over 20 years ago. I called 205-969-8100, set up that free consultation. You can find them online, michelsonlaservision.com. Go see Dr. Mark or Dr. Jennifer Michelson, and they will help you eliminate your dependence on glasses or contacts. There's no reason not to do this. If you're like I was and you're tired of dealing with the contacts, tired of the glasses, especially this time of year when that pollen starts to sit on your vehicle every morning when you go to work, you know your eyes are going to be bothering you. Mine were. That's why I had to get rid of them. You can return to your normal daily activities in 24 hours. It's pain-free, easy procedure. I went through it. Walked in legally blind, walked out. My vision was perfect. Thanks to Michelson Laser Vision. Free screenings and consultations with absolutely no obligation. So call 205-969-8100 today or visit michelsonlaservision.com. Com. Uh, we got some great feedback coming in via Twitter today. I want to get to a couple more. First, John Mack tweets in, GMAC ain't lying. South Carolina has 5 million people. Houston has 8 million people. Yes. And it's Aggie country. Republic of Texas is its own country. That's why the Texas flag flies same height as American flag. We signed a treaty with the United States. Thank you. Congrats. Good yep. job there. Learned that in seventh grade, Texas history. Yeah. Oh, I was, was, was today sure, years old uh, when I figured that out. Found that not, out so. not sure what that has to do with conference realignment, but yay. Uh, Kevin tweets into the show, FSU alum here, Florida, Georgia, Line. South Carolina, all have a gentleman's agreement to block Florida State, Georgia Tech, and Clemson from joining the SEC. Big 10 has a lot to gain by adding Florida State, Clemson, UNC, and Miami. I just don't see how ACC will let them walk and take their rights with them. I'm not sure they're walking. <laughs> I'm not sure they're going to walk reluctantly. I mean, they're going to walk. And there's going to be a melee on the way out the door. Like it will not be, it will not be easy. I can assure you of that. But if ten years from now, Notre Dame or uh, Florida State and Clemson and everybody are still in the ACC, I'd be really surprised. Yeah, probably not a lot of standing on a porch hand waving. Um, no, seeing them out the door down the street, wishing you the best. Not, not gonna. Not Special gonna luck to you. So it's like an ice cube when he uh, and lynch mob and. Kind of NWA type leave. Yeah, some along yeah, those some, lines. Some, something like that. Something Look. along those lines. It would. It. It will be a. Uh, it'll be a battle in a lot of different ways uh, when this takes place. And I'm with Greg. I, I think it takes place sooner than later. You just don't generate these conversations without the end goal of something bigger and better in mind. And 
you've already put the wheels in motion to be able yeah, to go let out me and just go ahead and happen. tell you if you think Texas and Oklahoma just materialized underneath a carpet like yeah, all right <laughs> you wrong uh things are things are the wheels are spinning for the Big Ten I can't tell you all the details but the Big Ten is on the prowl and there's a reason why this stuff's coming up in the ACC right now Wimp Sanderson always on the prowl and he joins us next Right here on Jocks 94.5. Business has always been about turning a profit, making money. But can it stand for something more? Something beyond dollars and cents? We think so. We think that today, business has a higher calling, a purpose to be fair and just, to do right by their workers, customers, communities, and the environment. And it turns out companies successful doing that also do better for their bottom line. When you see the Just Capital seal, it means this company is a force for good. Visit JustCapital.com to learn more.